Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And we are live with the Standing Room Spartans podcast. Your host, Kevin Parker, your co-host, Scott Martin, here on a Friday morning as you're listening, on a Thursday morning as we're recording. Getting our picks out for the college football slate this week, namely for the Michigan State-Indiana game this week. If you haven't checked out the preview for that, go back in the feed. It should be Wednesday morning, the Indiana preview. Um, and, and I guess if you haven't listened to the Rutgers recap as well, that's up there. Um, you know, I guess feel free to go back and listen to the Western Kentucky preview. We had a, a couple people in the last week, I was going through the analytics and there's like nine people who in the last week have listened to the Western Kentucky preview. So, uh, I guess a couple like binge podcast listeners, uh, we appreciate you guys. If you're not subscribed, do that now, click on the button. If you're on Apple, uh, or Spotify, if you're on Apple, leave us a review. We had a, a couple new reviews. I posted them on Twitter, so we really appreciate you guys. Um, but yeah, if you, if you could take a couple seconds out and do that. Join the Facebook group. There's a Facebook group, Standing Room Spartans community page. Uh, we're, we're trying to get more and more interaction with you guys. It's, you know, as this thing keeps growing, it's, it's fun to get your takes, your opinions, your questions as much as we possibly can. Uh, next week, obviously, we are idle. We have the bye week, so we're planning on doing a bunch of stuff over the that kind of couple weeks. A mailbag will certainly be involved, so stay tuned on that. Uh, if you're following on Twitter at Standing Room MSU or follow Scott at Spartan Martin eighteen, and uh, yeah, just keep interacting with the with the show. Keep sharing the show. It's been awesome. We really appreciate you guys, uh, Scott. Again, it's Thursday morning as we're recording. Uh, how are we doing today? Doing good. We had another good week of picks last week. Um, we did our fans here a disservice. We, you know, in all of our excitement for another Michigan State win, forgot to put them up on Twitter. So the fans get a freebie. We had one push last week in six games. So the fans get a 5-0-1 record on us, putting us on the spot to keep up with them. Uh, I went 4-1-1 and and you had an okay week, 3-2-1, still above 500. So um, as it stands now, the fans in their extraordinary week last week didn't get a single pick wrong are in first with 27 points. Again, Michigan state games are worth two points. All other picks are worth one. And you and I are sitting just behind them at 26. So I finally caught up to you still can't break the top rank here, 
I feel like I've been one point behind the entire season, but uh, <laughs> I'll swoop in there at the end and steal the crown. Yeah. And, and as a reminder for the people, uh, in case you haven't been listening the whole way through, Scott and I are competing for $50 worth of MSU apparel of the, of the loser's choice, right? So if I lose, uh, I have to buy Scott 50 bucks worth of MSU gear, but I get to choose what it is. It might be a t-shirt, a couple t-shirts, I guess. Uh, it might be a sweatshirt. It might be uh, a new sweater for Padfoot. Uh, you never know what it could be. Um, and the fans will will figure out something. If if you guys do end up beating us, uh, we'll we'll do something. We we haven't really thought that one through because we are extremely confident in ourselves and haven't really opened up that door to that uh, opportunity. But yeah, I think Scott, the difference between us last week was that Penn State Iowa game. Uh, I had Penn State. You had Iowa. I feel pretty good about saying that if if Sean Clifford played that whole game, I think I was on the right side of it picking Penn State. But, you know, that's part of football. It's a physical game. Iowa's a physical team. Knocked Sean Clifford out of that game and and totally flipped the momentum and, and ended up winning that game and in that top five Big Ten battle. I don't know if we have the, the type of slate this week that's going to match last week, but you know, we didn't think that Texas A&M was going to beat Alabama last week either. You never know what can happen. It's college football. It's a college football Saturday and uh, crazy things happen every single week. So let's get to the slate here. Um, before we do, of course, we have our, our partners at DraftKings who, you know, we really appreciate uh, in, in since we've joined on with the Pigskin Podcast Network who are presenting this show. Uh, DraftKings it has, has been an awesome partner with us. And if you're going to be making the picks with us here this week, uh, why not add a little bit of juice to it on DraftKings? Uh, all you have to do this week, they're doing a special promo, bet $1 on an NFL game, win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Um, that's that's a pretty, pretty good odds if you ask me. If the sports book isn't available in your state, Still sign up with DraftKings. They have the daily fantasy stuff. It's a lot of fun. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN for the Pigskin Podcast Network. Again, TPPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Scott, let's get to the picks. All right, all right. So we're going to start uh, this week. We only have four games. Again, we don't like to water these down. We like to pick our, our real favorites here. And uh, this week... Barring a few kind of attractive SEC matchups, we don't want to just uh, batter you guys with SEC. So we're going with four. We're going to I will start. say real quick, actually, before you start that, because there are two games that I'm on. I, I don't know if anybody else is or if you're listening. Um, Alabama is a minus 17, 17 and a half, depending on where you're looking at, uh, against Mississippi State. They're going to throttle them coming off a loss. Uh, and Oklahoma is a big favorite against TCU, but I think the quarterback switch, those are the two games I am on this week. And uh, so if anybody's out there, um, that's my little shout out. But yeah, let's get to our picks, the actual big games that we'll be following all week. 
So we actually have three noon games. Uh, we're going to start in the group of five with um, kind of a legacy group of five power in UCF traveling up to the current group of five powerhouse in number three, Cincinnati. Cincinnati finally is in position to make the playoff if the college football playoff committee agrees with the AP poll and puts them in the top four. Big if. Uh, Cincinnati's a 21-point favorite right now. This game's at noon on ABC. Kevin, what do you think? Yeah, I this is going to be an interesting uh, weekend because I, I believe, and I, I need to double-check this, but the, the first college football playoff rankings are coming out after this slate of games, right? So I think it's week seven. So where is Cincinnati coming out of this game is going to be very interesting. Um, but no, it's for me, I think UCF, they, they opened the season looking okay. Uh, and then they lost their starting quarterback, Taylor Gabriel. Uh, and Cincinnati just seems like they're on an absolute war path right now. Um, Cincinnati's got a new head coach in Gus Malzahn, uh, who comes over from Auburn. He's kind of changed up the, the offense a little bit. They're in a little bit of a transition period. Three touchdowns is a lot, but I, I'll take Cincinnati right now, who is on an absolute mission for the playoff. And uh, I, I don't think UCF is going to be able to slow down that offense a whole lot. Give me, give me Cincinnati to cover this one pretty comfortably. Yeah, I went back and forth for a little bit. Just I think I had some UCF bias left in my, rattling around in my head from their glory days. Um, but at the end of the day, Cincinnati's managed far better teams than UCF this season. Uh, it's at home. And uh, like you said, they've got a lot to play for with college football playoff committees, eyes getting closer and closer to them as the season rolls on. So I think they'll win big Um, next noon game down in the big 12 um, number 12, Oklahoma state is getting five points on the road, traveling to number 25, Texas, Texas, obviously coming off another phenomenal red river shootout matchup showdown, excuse me. Um, so Texas minus five, 12 o'clock on Fox. Kevin, what do you think? So I'm going to read off these scores and I want you to tell me if this is a, if this is a big 10 team or if this is a big 12 team. So the first game, it was a 23 to 16 win. Next week was a 28 to 23 win. The next week was a 21 to 20 win. The following week, 31 to 20 win. The following week, 24 to 14 win does that sound like a big 12 team no no but that's oklahoma state that's the same oklahoma state we we've been very familiar with putting up like 60 points a game playing in these like 60 to 45 shootouts this is an oklahoma state team that's led by their defense uh and and has kind of a struggling offense which feels really weird to say, but they're ranked number 12 in the AP. They're undefeated and they're on the road getting points. Like you said, against Texas, who um, has, has struggled a bit at times this year, but their offense is good. Obviously we know Bijan Robinson as Michigan state fans, we've been peppered with that name over and over again. If you're paying attention to the Kenneth Walker Heisman campaign, um, give me Oklahoma state here to keep this one at, to at least keep it close. I, I think Texas has struggled against the better defenses they've played and, and they really haven't played many. They almost got shut down by Arkansas who just gave up like 50 plus to Ole Miss. So I think Oklahoma state just keeps this one close at least with their defense. And, and if not pulls an outright win 
in Austin against a, a Texas team with a fun offense, but a terrible defense. Yeah, so it's a strength on strength here. Texas offense, Oklahoma State's defense. Um, with Texas coming off a big rivalry loss, you know, you got to wonder, is it going to be sleepy or are they going to come out, you know, seeking kind of revenge uh, by proxy here? So I, I actually like Texas to come out with this win. Um, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think Texas is probably better than their ranking just because, you know, they, I mean, they almost took down a top, 10 almost top five team in Oklahoma last week it was a close game and um I think uh I think they're a better team than than 25 their ranking and they shot themselves in the foot more than Nebraska in that game man they should have won easily yeah yeah they absolutely should have so I I think they bounce back here at home um get the win cover the five points uh we're gonna skip our noon game for save it for the end so for now we're gonna go down to SEC country for the biggest matchup of the um, of the week down there. Number 11, Kentucky up and comer trying to establish themselves in the SEC East as a power to reckon with. Um, they're traveling down to Athens to play number one, Georgia. The first time Georgia has been number one, I think since 1963, something like that. Um, so Georgia, a little bit of extra pressure there. They've been in the top five plenty the last few years, but first time they've been number one in a long time playing second fiddle to Alabama forever. Um, So top 11 matchup in Athens, Georgia is currently the favorite by 23 points. So we were talking about this. um, Maybe Georgia just has to score 24, uh, depending on how their defense does. So this one's at 330 on CBS in that traditional top SEC game time slot. Kevin, what do you think? We uh we were talking about this the other day or, or the other week before Alabama lost I guess and it was it was a wild hypothetical that you know if if Michigan State were to have to play one of these teams in a playoff in a bowl game you know whatever it might be Alabama or Georgia who would you rather play uh and and the way I describe I was like I would rather play Alabama just because this Georgia defense is so good. And there's something just humiliating about a potential result where you, you can kind of close your eyes and see it where it's the middle of the fourth quarter. And the announcers are talking about how, and Michigan state just crossed the 50 yard line for the first time today. You know, it's this Georgia defense is that good. The defensive line is that good. So we see a 23 point spread. And like you said, you might only need 24. You might only need 28 points to cover that. But this Kentucky team is real, man. I, I really have enjoyed watching Kentucky this year, last year. I This Kentucky team, I, I've talked about it before a lot. I don't know if I've really talked about it on the podcast. Kentucky is my favorite non-Michigan State football team like every single year the last few years with, with Mark Stoops as their coach. They have been so fun to watch. They they play old school football. There was the the year two three years ago that they lost every single quarterback on the roster, and they went wildcat for the entire season. And they were racking up like six hundred rushing yards a game, winning games without a quarterback. I they are so fun. Uh, they're led by Will Levis this year. Their their quarterback. He was a former Penn State backup. Um, he went down to Kentucky. He's doing a bunch of weird things like eating bananas with the peel and putting mayonnaise in his coffee. 
but on the field, he's been really, really good. And uh, Chris Rodriguez, their running back, is leading the SEC in rushing. Wandale Robinson, another Big Ten transfer, is helping him out there at wide receiver. He's been electric. I, I don't think there's a reality where Kentucky wins this game on the road, but you're asking me to keep this within three touchdowns. I mean, Georgia doesn't have that explosive of an offense. So, I mean, I could easily see this game being 28 to 10 and being an absolute beat down, no doubt about it, you know, control the game the whole way, but 28 to 10 still gives me a Kentucky cover. So I like Kentucky to keep this one it, and not even keep it close. That's the thing when you're talking about covering 23 and a half points or whatever it is, not even necessarily to keep it close, but give me Kentucky to, to cover the, the spread. Uh, I, I feel pretty good about this one actually. And, and that's um, doesn't make me feel super comfortable going against the way this Georgia team is looking, but yeah, give me Kentucky. So I do like Kentucky too. I do think they're legit, but this Georgia team um doesn't really care if uh, anyone's legit I mean they played Arkansas at home a couple weeks ago who I also think is maybe not quite where Kentucky is but almost in the same tier um and beat them 37 and nothing uh they have been held they've won all their games obviously they've been held under a 23 point win one time in the season opener on the road against Clemson uh that was that 10 to 3 game uh, but since then, they've 56 to 7, 40 to 13, 62 nothing, 37 nothing. And their closest conference game so far last week at Auburn, at ranked Auburn, 34 to 10. So they're coming back home. Again, I, I mentioned it's like Sherman's March to the Sea. I'm officially dubbing this season for them Kirby's March to the Sea. Uh, he's rampaging through SEC country as we speak, and I think he continues it. I think they win, they cover. I I want to pick Kentucky here, but I'm just I'm sitting here thinking about how I'm going to feel next week on the Picks podcast when Georgia comes out and wins by 38, and I'm sitting there like, why would you have doubted that? You know this Georgia team is legit, and you knew they were going to do that. So I'm going with Georgia until I'm proven wrong. It's the same thing I did with Bama. Thankfully, we didn't have the Bama. Um, <laughs> Texas A&M game in our picks for the for last week but um, I'm taking Georgia to cover the 23 uh, it should be a fun fun matchup in, this weekend keep an eye on in honor of Will Levis like I said Texas quarterback if you haven't seen him on Twitter I think he has a TikTok that he's been doing these on yeah he eats the banana hole with the peel he puts mayonnaise in his coffee he's a weird dude a quirky dude who eats a lot of weird stuff uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot here Scott I know it's early what is, is there any like really weird food that you've eaten? Like what's, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten ever? Oh man. Um, I'll, I'll give like before I'll give you some time to think I was in Peru. Uh, this is back in high school and I don't know if anybody's been down there or knows anything about it. They eat Guinea pig down there and it's kind mm-hmm. of a local delicacy. And, and it's, it's, it's the same deal when you do like the, the full pig roast, right? And the whole pig is on the spit spinning over the fire. It's the same thing, except it's just the little guinea pig. And it's it's kind of uh, surreal. It's I, it, it, The taste isn't good. It isn't bad. But it's just something weird about the little guinea pig, the full thing skinned on the table, roasted over a spit. And then instead of having the apple in its mouth, they do like a little cherry tomato or something. 
Um, oh, man. Weird experience, but yeah, I would say that's probably the weirdest thing I've eaten. I don't know. I'm not that ad- adventurous with my cuisine. I think I've had like fried crickets or something before, like anything bug related. You know, there's a lot of cultures that do eat like bugs and stuff like that. I mean, they cook them, but um, so that, uh, yeah, any, anytime there's a full fish on the plate, that always comes across real strange to me. I know it's real common. I know it's not the strangest thing ever, but I just... I don't like when my food's looking back up at me. So that was certainly an experience. I always um, prefer my fish headless when it's served. Yeah. There's there something we weird about yeah. that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I do like mayonnaise, but I'm, it's not going to touch my coffee. My cup of coffee every day is sacred. So I'm not, no, we're not messing with that. I also, I want, uh, I don't, I, I watched that video with Will Levis and it, it kind of haunts me. That, that's stuff in nightmares. I mean, that's there was just... the, there was the butter in coffee trend a while back. I don't, I never tried it. I remember that being a thing. That seems a little more reasonable than mayo. Um, yeah, there was, I mean, there've been a few trends. There was like a coconut LaCroix in your coffee trend as if it was some kind of creamer. I'm like, I've... no. I've no. been on an anti-LaCroix conquest for my entire life, so anything LaCroix related is is not not in my wheelhouse, but well anyway. Um <laughs> we got one more game here. Uh and it's the best one because it's our game. Number 10, top 10 MSU back in the top 10 for the first time since my birthday, September 18th of 2016. That was my 22nd birthday. Um, it all went downhill from there. So number 10, Michigan state minus four and a half on the road, traveling down to the middle of nowhere, Indiana, 12 o'clock on F Fox sports one, uh, Kevin, Indiana doesn't have Michael Penix, but they have a stingy defense and an opportunistic defense. And Michigan State, back-to-back road games, came out a little sleepy against Rutgers in the first quarter last week. I think this Indiana team's probably a little better than Rutgers. What do you think about this one? Okay, so I I talked a lot on the Wednesday podcast. Um, so for if you're really looking for my kind of X's nose, if you're looking for my feeling for this game. Go back right now to the Wednesday pod if you haven't listened to it. Uh, I'll I'll kind of save some time here. This game scares the hell out of me. Indiana's coming off a bye week. Indiana has lost three games all to top 10 teams. Indiana's got a tough stretch ahead of them. Indiana is, I, I heard this stat, they're 5-1 and one under Tom Allen coming out of a bye week. Um. It, this there's a lot of things that come into this game that really worry me. They've had the time to get their defensive backfield back and healthy uh, over the course of this bye week. They're they're going to be going in with a backup quarterback, but again, with the bye week, he's had plenty of time to get first team reps, and he has quite a bit of game experience as far as backup quarterbacks go. Though the one thing that plays in Michigan State's favor, a couple things that play in Michigan State's favor, but. I think the one thing that's going to settle this game is is Indiana is really going to struggle to run the ball. They they have one running back with really any experience. Their their second leading rusher that's available has eight carries on the year, and in their starter Stephen Carr, who's a good player, I, he's he's not a great player. Um, so I, I think Indiana is really going to struggle to run the ball. 
And I think when you have a backup quarterback, when you don't have a run game to lean on, it makes it really difficult. But like you said, that defense is really tough. I got this game right now. I, I kind of just, I laid in bed. I stared up at the ceiling and it was kind of that, uh, what was that show? The queen's gambit where she's staring up at the ceiling and the chess pieces are moving. Um, I, I hadn't taken any substances beforehand, but that, that was kind of where I was at. Um, I got Michigan state 24. I've got Indiana 22. I've got us eking out a win in Bloomington. I've got some tight sphincters late in the fourth quarter, uh, from the Michigan state side. I, I just, there's something about this game that gives me the heebie-jeebies. And I, I think Michigan state comes out on top because just flat out, we're the better football team, but all the off field stuff I think is real and scares the hell out of me. So give me Michigan state 24, 22, a win, but an Indiana cover. All right. Last week you had, we had a MSU minus five and a half line against Rutgers. You took MSU by six. I took MSU by uh, 13. We won by 17. Uh, no, I had him for, 14. We won by 18. And I'm keeping that trend this week. I think Michigan State's going to do a little better than Kevin's giving them credit for. Um, pretty similar on the Indiana side. I have him at 21, but I think Michigan State scrapes out one more touchdown at 31. So I think um, this Indiana offense is going to struggle. I know they're coming out of the bye and they're going to have some kind of game plan that they think is going to be work. Okay. With a backup quarterback, but it's, it's just, I mean, where's the production going to come from when you're looking at an, a less than okay running game, as far as the big 10 goes and in a quarterback who's unproven, who's going to have a lot of pressure on his shoulders and a really high powered offense in Michigan state. Um, so give me Michigan state 31, Indiana 21 cover once again, come back to East Lansing seven and oh, for a rest, a rest week, and two weeks to prepare for the battle for the state, the battle for Paul Bunyan, whatever it's called, um, in the woodshed. This is the the first time that we've disagreed on an MSU line this week. There are four points up for grabs this week. We have two games that were or three games that were opposite on, and one of them is Michigan State. Um, what'll probably happen is that it'll all even up because one of us will get the MSU game, the other two. What it, uh, that's just how these things happen, but. Uh, this could be a big swing week for the picks. This is the first game that I've picked against MSU on the spread. They've been really kind to me all year. Uh, yeah, just a funny feeling about this one. It, it's something about it. Well, we'll see. We don't have to wait too long. It's noon on Saturday. So get up out of bed, get your coffee, dump some fireball in it, get ready for the game. And uh, we'll see where we're at uh, mid-afternoon on uh, on Saturday. So yeah, if you're, if you're not subscribed, again, make sure you do that. Uh, follow us on Twitter, on the Facebook group. Again, Standing Room Spartans community page. We're trying to get some more interaction, especially heading into the idle week next week. Uh, we're we're going to have a lot of, of content basically based around you guys. We're going to have some polls. We're going to have some um, awards to give out that you guys are going to be a big part of. We're going to have some... Uh, mailbag stuff so uh, make sure you're following on all the social media platforms as we get into that so you can be a part of the show and uh, yeah enjoy the game if you're going down to indiana safe travels if you're staying home uh, i hope the beer is cold i hope the coffee's hot whatever the case may be and, and i hope michigan state comes out on top here so go green white take care folks